0: What's up, Wob Mob? I thought this week would be a good time to show you what you're missing if you're not an HGO patron yet. If you enjoy this, you can get access to all the episodes if you had the height by supporting the podcast on our Patreon. The link will be in the show notes, as well as pretty much everywhere else that HGO posts. Thank you for all of you who have supported us there so far, and everybody sit back and enjoy the podcast after the podcast, and I just got to sit down with Grill Master from Chai Town, Kendall Thomas for Trick Top. If you haven't listened to that podcast episode yet, please go listen to it. It's getting dark where he's at right now, everybody on Patreon. So we're gonna make this quick for him. I'm gonna start it off with the question, but first Thank you, Kendall, for once again being on Trick Talk. And then now coming on, you had the high tier and just talking a little bit straight to the patrons of HGO. Try to do this for them to give them a little extra value. And so I love when we get to dive a little deeper into the actual human and not just the Highland Gamer.
1: Right on. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, let's do it, man. So I ask people for questions. I'll probably have, I'll probably ask all of y'all hopefully the Patreon will, will build up, but um, I'll probably ask all of y'all to come back on in like six months to do another, you had the height with hopefully more questions from the actual, you know, people that after they've heard your episode and then maybe heard your first, you had the height and then come back on to like answer more questions. But Tim Murray, Timothy Murray asked you, do you have any drunk slash stupid audience member stories?
1: hoo! drunk slash stupid audience member? Well, Let's see. Most recent one that comes to mind is at the Renaissance Fair from this past September. Well, for reference, they were all some form of drunk, I feel. But, you know, it was a good time. Uh, Let's see. After the competition's over, all the Highland guys are just kind of over here, like taking off our neoprene and undoing our compression socks and just trying to get relaxed after a long day of throwing caber after caber after caber. And this girl comes over to me dressed as a pirate at a Renaissance <laughs> festival. Like, yes, that's period. Correct. This says, you know, like, it's like I just want to tell you that, you know, like, I think you did a great job. Like, I think I came in like third and it's like, God, you did so good. You did great. And like standing right next to the, like, you know, guys who got first and second, I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. So <laughs> it's like, you know, like, like, I just, I just think, you know, like, you're, you're awesome. And yeah, you know, what you're doing is great. And then she like runs away like like a giddy little third grader i'm like oh okay like good like i dodged a bullet i feel like this this couldn't be worse so i you know continue to unroll my compression socks and then i get a tap on my shoulder i turn around she's there with her friend (laughs) and she goes oh by the way this is so and so and you know she thinks you're great too and we just want to know are you single and me you know, witty at moments, but socially awkward at others. It just depends on, you know, what breath you catch me on. I, I answered honestly and I said, like, well, yes. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, great. Well, like, like the good job again. And then they both run away. And I, again, kind of, okay, I feel like I didn't dodge it by that far this time, but it's still like there's still time for me to, you know, like get dressed and leave. so then (laughs) she comes back again without her friend who is bashfully standing over next to three other women also dressed like pirates and she's like oh well I'm asking for my friend because you know like I'm, I'm not really into guys but like she is uh can we get your number and a thing about me is I've never been I think mean enough to say no to anything so I said yeah I'm like okay fine you know at the same time, like every like voice in my head is like, You're gonna end up like locked in a van. Like, don't do this, don't do this. <laughs> like, you can just give her a fake number right now, bro. And of course, me being nice to a fault, I didn't give a fake number. So fast forward, 30 minutes go by. I'm on my way out. I'm not even off of the property. And I get a text message and it's from you know this this girl I'm just like okay like like I can't believe you actually follow through like you know, you, if you're too shy to like ask somebody for the number I figure you know you're just going to like toss the number when you get it and then that'll be nope <laughs> no dice hey this is your pirate queen from the renaissance festival just wanted to say hi great I'm like oh great so this is happening so like I get on the road I you know pull over stoply because I'm a responsible driver that's so why I pull over safely and stop and I you know, give a nice reply. Just, uh, you know, like thanks for coming out. Appreciate the support. La-di-da. And so, like as the next week goes on, there they are, just like spottily texting me. And I'm just like, I just wish she would just like ghost me. Like everybody else, she just ghost me. And like this, like save me from this <laughs> agony, because you know. So <laughs> eventually, like, so I, I start spacing out responses, and I get to like three days per response, and eventually she does uh, stop texting me. And I'm, like, I'm in the clear. But at the same time, I'm imagining showing up next year for this RenFest, Fest, and then I just get like stabbed with a saber. It's just like, you remember me? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. You ghosted me.
1: <laughs> this is the
0: revenge of the pirate queen.
1: <laughs> so I'm actually legitimately dreading coming back to this competition <laughs> and them showing up again. Like, cause, you know, like, I mean, you know me, and anybody who's seen me in person, if there's a Scottish Highland Games, I'm gonna stand out. Like, I'm uh, not <clears throat> of the complexion of your average Highland.
0: What are, thing. You, what, are you, what are you talking about, dude? I don't see color, right? <laughs>
1: it's t- in the words of Tyrese, like, it's a tan, you know, like a tan.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, it's just a. If it's any consolation, I don't like white chocolate, I only like milk chocolate. So.
1: Dude. I respect, and I only like dark chocolate. That's
0: hey, that's respect. Interesting,
1: <laughs> you know, I, I, I like dark and bitter, just like me. I like it, but uh, yeah. So I got, I got that coming.
0: I enjoy the Renaissance Festival so much because I enjoy the weirdness of it. But uh, yeah, you'll probably get shanked next year uh, by a group yeah. of pirate girls. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh man, she's like writing a fan fiction about her revenge right now. <laughs> like it's
0: it's It's coming (laughs) yeah you're like you're the uh the lead antagonist in this new teen novel is uh, based off of you yeah (laughs) oh
1: it didn't help like two of the events i was having trouble with the velcro on my new kilt for some reason so two events on my last attempt which uh, both of which were my best attempts my kilt flew all the way off both times So like surrounded by these people. So that was like chum in the water to the
0: sharks already. (laughs) Yeah, is that that what you call it? You chum? (laughs) Yeah. Jeez, dude. Um think of a better nickname, dude. That's not flattering at all. Chum sounds sounds so bad and small and just not good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good Gonna ladle you out some chum, girl. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, uh, Um (laughs) okay all right thanks for the question tim that was that was fun i uh, that was a good one uh that's probably one that i'll start keeping around because that is that is fun to hear some stories i guess uh moving on here what was your favorite subject in school man
1: Hmm. i'm going auto shop yeah
0: yeah care to expand at all or uh just uh
1: i mean yeah like Ah shoot, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, like, and and uh, in high school, I, I fancied myself a car guy because I spent an entire summer watching The Fast and the Furious three times a day. So yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I figured, you know, I mean, I dude, yeah, you basically know cars then.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm pretty much Dale Earnhardt at this point. So I mean, so we're we're moving through the year, and it was the year before I got into that class. It was an elective class, and. I never saw my head track coach around the school. And then I found out he was the auto shop teacher. And one of the guys who was a pole vaulter, he was a senior when I was a junior, turned his Bronco into a monster truck in that auto shop class. I was like, well, that's pretty badass. Like, like I, I wish I could get graded for working on my car. You know, like the time I drove like a little like POS Thunderbird, it was like my first car. And it was more rust than steel at that point. But I was like, all right, well, uh, you know, it'd be cool to learn how to actually work on it. Because at the time, I think, I don't know if I could have changed a flat tire at the time. You know, you're, you're typical of the Fast and the Furious fan. So that's, I was, you know, I was pretty jazzed about it. And, you know, like having your, your track coach as your teacher was always, you know, like ideal for me. Like having my football no doubt, coaches no as my teachers was terrifying my uh the defensive linebackers coach actually you know was the defensive coordinator at my school at the time uh he was a complete psychopath and he was also like the teacher of like three different history classes that I had but he was also the baseball coach so I got smart and started sitting next to his favorite hitter he was like just the home run champion of the freaking region like they just hit nothing but bombs so I made him my partner in every project we did, and he didn't even have to be in the room to give us an A. He didn't care, and
0: so that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice little social engineering there. I see what you did. That was that was clever. I like it a lot. That's something that I would not have thought to do as a youngster. I would have just been like, uh, I guess um. Because you don't like me um, or probably would have been oblivious to anyone not liking me uh, because I was just oblivious at times. But uh, that's that's funny. What'd you end up going to college for? Like, What's your what's your degree in?
1: Uh, my degrees in sports management.
0: OK, cool. Very cool, actually. Yeah. Did, yeah, so I mean, did time. you did you ever do anything with that before your current job?
1: Uh, Coach track and field for a few years uh, in college. That's actually that's where I met uh, Matt and Emily uh, Adams. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I was, uh, I was coaching at Olivet, uh, for three years after I graduated. And then my third year, uh, Matt ended up getting hired on for the full-time throws coaching position, which, you know, funny story meeting Matt at the time, I didn't know, you know, anything about him. I just heard, you know, this guy threw at Oregon and he's got, you know, a little bit more coaching experience than you. And he's like, he's got more of the intangibles that we would need for, you know, full-time coach, you know, but all I'm hearing is this guy got my freaking job and I I could have paid (laughs) rent with that money. (laughs) So like, I, I meet him and you know, he's awesome guy. And I was like, like like how much more can he know about track than I do to, you know, get the job ahead of me. Turns out everything like, like the guy is just like a walking novel of knowledge for, I mean, he's still, he's coaching at Liberty right now. So he's, He's an excellent uh, coach and that's how, you know, we kind of, we met and started golfing together. He trained me in track and field for that year just because, you know, well, he's he's doing the coaching. I'm not going to, you know, like, add anything to what he already knows. So he more or less treated me more like an athlete and a coworker that year. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, so like that's about the extent of my use of my sports management. Uh, then after that, I decided that I don't want to get my car repoed so I started just doing doing different kinds of work.
0: I understand. Uh yeah. After college I went the personal training route and eventually down that route I was like, man, it would be cool to like maybe like turn 26 and not have to continually borrow money from my parents every month to pay for my <laughs> bills. So that's exactly what happened to me. I was just like, yeah, I I think I I think I don't want to be broke anymore um uh, that was that was a turning point in my life was like i i don't think i want to uh live paycheck to paycheck anymore um wow that's cool i yeah i didn't know that you had a sports management background uh sports management was something that i, I kind of i entertained as well uh but i think there were some there were some classes i mean i did not try hard in college and i didn't want to focus on anything besides track and field at the time so yep. i remember i uh I was just like, yeah, no, just put me in like just regular kinesiology then because the body stuff came really easy to me. So that wasn't ever a big deal. But anytime I was like, well, I have to try in this one. I mean, I regret a lot of uh, a lot of how I basically just threw my collegiate kind of education out the this, the road. I mean, I don't use it for anything anymore, but I, I, it would have been nice to go to college at like 25 or 26 instead of at a dumb age of 17 when Ooh. I didn't fucking know what I wanted to do. It's so stupid. I mean, it's like, seems very unintelligent. I mean, Ooh. granted, kids nowadays, I mean, I think kids nowadays are extremely, they're much more forward thinking, at least a lot of kids that I meet nowadays. I'm like, I'm like, wow, y'all are thinking of a lot of stuff that I never would have thought about back in the day. But, you know, Facts. that is how it goes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, Kids today have a leg up just because we are so deep into the information age, where you know, like when you were in high school, like there wasn't really that much information to tell you, like, hey, what what you're gonna go into, you know, there might be kind of hard to find work with it. Yes, especially like when I was coming out of high school, like there was, I mean, there was there was no no warning sign. They were like, hey, like yeah, like find something that you really like and then pick a field with it. Like, okay, I like sports. Cool. Well. like if if we'd know, you know, like hey, do you want to work in a ticket box office for the rest of your life? Or is like do you want to work for a parks department and you know work 90 hours a week? But there's and what you're saying was like start school at 25 makes so much more sense to me, like from a logical standpoint. They it's just like no no late teenager is thinking well 80 to 90 percent of of late teenagers do not have any concern for their immediate future or their, especially their long-term future. They're just trying to like find the next fun thing to do. And
0: yeah, absolutely. And and well, in the, the society's changed so much, I think nowadays where it's like, it's, it's taking a lot longer for people to get into any kind of committed relationship and then to, you know, to get married and to have kids. Those are all happening later in life. And the kids nowadays are, you know, they're, it's not uncommon I think for them to take like a year or two years like after high school and just go, go do something, go experience something. It's not always like from a privileged family. They're just like, they might just go work at whole foods and and try to you know, manage their life a little bit and then go to college. Or at least I feel like that would even be better than going straight into college from high school. I, I don't believe that I was ever, really prepared for college, first of all, coming from the high school that I came from. And second, there was, yeah, I had no vision for myself besides wanting to be a professional, uh, like track and field athlete. There was no, yeah, there was no long-term thinking. There was no, like, I thought I was going to be like dead and raptured by the time <laughs> that I even turned 30, long before I turned 30. I was yep. just trying to make an Olympic team before I turned 30 because I thought the whole world was just going to end. I wasn't really too worried about anything to me it makes a lot of sense to to wait but you know
1: yeah i I hedged a lot of bets on the year 2012 and those damn mayans let me down
0: (laughs) (laughs) i got loans man (laughs) exactly yeah i lived life to the fullest now i gotta pay them all back (laughs) Jesus. you're like i guess i'll just have to wait until we get a president that they just forgive all debt uh (laughs) Uh, it's like i don't know i guess this is my new that's my new thing
1: <laughs> i'll be 60 by the time they, this stuff is gone so yeah right
0: i think about um <laughs> oh i think about how messed up our like home ah this isn't a podcast about the government <laughs> but i don't know it's just so funny we're, we're all messed up here but i like that i want to know what the biggest surprise you've had in the past few months is
1: biggest surprise Man, what surprises me anymore at this point? Dude, I got honestly don't know if I have any surprises. That's depressing.
0: Huh. Not Um, depressing. Like (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, (laughs) at some point, you know, I mean that just means that you're due for one. You Uh, know, so we uh, put it in the universe now, buddy. I just hope it's not a bad surprise. Yeah, yeah. I was like, your car breaking down or something like that. I don't want that uh, to happen or anything like that.
1: Yeah. No, I'd say like, I mean, I gotta. And I got into a new position at my current job, like in the same company, uh, and I started that in July. So I'd say that that was a a pleasant surprise. i was I was at the point in the department that I was in where it was either gonna be get into another department at this company or go to another company because like it's it, it got bad there for pretty much a lot of people. And since I've moved to another department, like another six people have quit <laughs> from that team. and it's just, And like, so like that was, that was a pleasant surprise, actually, you know, getting a chance to go somewhere else and then more or less start over and things have just been great since.
0: That's good. Yeah. Oftentimes I, um, I contribute at least corporate life with just like, man, corporate life can be actually awesome. If you have the right manager and you have a good team, like if you have a good team and the right manager, corporate life is not bad. There's a lot of benefits to having healthcare and to know that you're probably still going to be employed, you know, and something in the economic world probably won't take out your company because it's big enough to withstand that. And like, there's a lot of of good feelings about the security that brings, but at the same time, if you don't have the right manager, then literally corporate life is hell or just upper, upper management in general, you know, the people at the very top and they're not thinking, oh, God, nah, dude, yeah. we're, we're going on tangents where I'm like, I could talk all day about some of these <laughs> things so that I'm just like, ugh, <laughs> uh, corporate life. Anyways, I know it's getting really dark there, and I want to get you, I want to get you out of here. So two more. Um, yeah. yeah, two more. What's your favorite holiday movie? Sorry, I'm going to preface this, but I think a lot of people uh, instantly go to like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? It can be whatever movie, like whatever holiday you want, just so you know.
1: Okay. All right. I'm going Independence Day.
0: Oh, solid. I, oh, like, yeah. I like you throwing a movie out there that I really didn't intend. Uh, I love that, actually. That's good. It is a holiday movie, and it's a great movie, man. Oh, yeah, who's, the, who's, the, who's the actor with Will Smith, the other pilot? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, man. That young Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> like, fresh from like, Jurassic Park, Jeff Goldblum. You know, all those, like, that era of Jeff Goldblum. I just love him so much.
1: Dude. Like, I, like, I want to say, like, peak Jeff Goldblum, but, like, Jeff Goldblum in that uh, last Thor movie was that was pretty stellar too. <laughs> like yeah. like he's he just not really—he's aging very well,
0: no doubt. <laughs> it's a—it's a weird. Like he's got a weird. What what ethnicity is Jeff Goldblum?
1: Oh, he's insanely Jewish. <laughs> like absolutely Jewish.
0: <laughs> well, uh, it shows. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he really has aged well. Those were kind of peak Goldblum. Error though sorry speaking of the alien movies have you watched the tomorrow war with uh chris pratt yeah chris pratt yes dude i finally got to watch that the other day so i moved out of austin and we have like no internet so the only apps that work on our smart tv are netflix and occasionally hulu but like for some reason i cannot pull up amazon uh video i can't pull up like i have peacock and i can't pull that up but i finally i updated my computer i have a pc now I've always been a Mac guy, but i got a PC now. And I upgraded oh. to this operating, like, to Windows 11, which is their new operating system. And they actually have an app that is Amazon Video, the app that you can just pull straight up from your desktop. And yeah. I got to watch it the other day. Or I've watched it, I have watched it over the course of, like, two days at my lunch. And, dude, that movie was amazing. Probably, I mean, I haven't gotten to see the Ten Rings movie, and I haven't been able to see Carnage yet. Um, But it was one of the yeah. best movies I've seen this year. Dude,
1: hell yeah. I feel like... Like the last couple years, the quality of straight to streaming movies has gone up so much where you're getting these like blockbuster quality movies and they're just going straight to your services now, which.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. Well, it's how they it's how they have to battle it. Right. Well, now these streaming services and, you know, Amazon's a different animal altogether because they have more money than everybody uh but you know they can dump oh they're like oh you need ugh, a couple billion dollars for like production okay whatever but like you know netflix you know their budgets are insane i think netflix budget for new content like last year was like 80 it was something i, I don't actually i don't want to say a, a number that sounds insane even though i think it was something like 80 billion dollars yeah but it, like but that was just for new content i'm just like when you're a one off producer of movies or like when you're working on movies and I, I think those budgets are increasing the, you know, A list stars that they can get, which are yep. increasing the quality of the movies. I mean, Foundation is coming out, right? Or sorry, um Dune. Dune's coming out, right? And Dune has yeah. this cast that's insane. The cast is loaded. And so I'm yeah. just like, this is gonna be this is gonna be incredible. Or I hope it's gonna be incredible.
1: Freaking Jason Momoa and Batista and Zandaya. Oh man. Yeah, man, dude.
0: I, I mean, it's like there's <laughs> like the cast is is pretty stacked. But um, okay. Uh, Independence Day. We've covered how good streaming services are getting. Uh, which you're absolutely right. With uh, do you read? Do you read books? Are you a
1: reader? Uh, you know, audio books. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, so, I like audiobooks. fiction. Yeah,
0: yeah, me too. Uh, well, this is fun then because uh, i I well, I enjoy fiction a lot. So. What are three books, I'll, I'll end it with this one here, uh, since we're kind of, you know, we're running uh, long here. I'll end it with this one. What are three books, and they can be on audio, Audible, that you would recommend to my audience or to the patrons here?
1: All right. Well, the one, I'm ashamed that I'm just recommending it because I just did them, I think, last year is when I actually went through the series, uh, the Harry Potter series which literally just listened to for the first time, I think, like, late 2019.
0: Yeah, they're fantastic. And they have a good narrator, which is always a big yes. deal.
1: Yep, that makes a world of difference. I've listened to books with bad narrators, and it's like, I just can't get into it. Um, let's see. I like, so, not dystopian future, but, like, science fiction. Kind of like, it was the premise that kind of led to Starship Troopers a bit. Um, Ender's Game that yeah. series is like like 17 books deep right now it just goes and i've listened i listened to all of them i used to drive 50 miles each way to get to and from work and i just burned through them and i'm still waiting on the the next one in the last trilogy which is a prequel trilogy but very very good
0: i have not done i have not done the enders um like the enders game kind of series i need to um because it's exactly the kind of right up my alley. I've been, a, I've been, well, no, sorry, I'll let you do a third recommendation before we go. Uh,
1: third one. I mean, you know, like the the basic answer is like Hunger Games books or the Maze Runners books. They're fun, but I'd say if you're like Star Wars, oh man, what was it? It was, there was a trilogy that came out and I just listened to it last year and I can't remember the name of the Sith Lord off the top of my head. And that's going to absolutely drive me nuts now, but the there's a lot of the star wars i mean there's like a hundred plus star wars books in general but yeah. most of them are just top notch just like outstanding but uh, i think it's darth may might be darth bane i can't remember but yeah very 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 good trilogy someone at a highland games actually recommended that series to me and then Actually, if you look back on my Instagram, I think it was last summer, there was a point where I was throwing weights for distance and I was actually playing the audiobook at practice. <laughs> Cuz I was that into I do it. the same
0: thing. I do the same thing. I mean, I'm not big on music anyways, like um unless I maybe a, there are very random occasions where like I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm going to listen to some music instead of a audiobook or a podcast today. But um I do and and when I listen to music, I I probably most people probably think I'm like a psychopath, uh, because I, I will listen to whatever song I'm vibing with on repeat. Yep. <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. I mean there's a lot of for anybody listening, there's a lot of there's a lot of science behind listening to something on repeat. It gets you in a uh in a focus groove a lot easier. And it's what a lot of programmers use to focus in on stuff. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm a big audiobook, and uh my my library just hit four hundred on audible. <laughs> oh my god. So I, I got I got a lot of recommendations for you too if you ever want to dive into this uh kind of niche genre of sci-fi fantasy called uh called lit RPG, which is like sci-fi meets game mechanics. So I like it. If you ever mm-hmm. are interested in that, yeah. The my my number one suggestion. Sorry, actually I have two suggestions. They're both longer series, so you can dive into them and um really get something out of it. Like three, three series. Immorilia um, by Michael Chatfield, uh, 10 Realms by Michael Chatfield. Those are two long series. They're both very fun and good. And then okay. and he's still working on 10 Realms. Like he's only on like seventh realm, part one. And then the land by Alaron Kong, which introduced me to the whole genre. And by far like first book, a little bit slow but as you progress through the story i mean you just kind of get you get lost in these game mechanics and understanding like you know and there's a little bit of world building to it there's a little bit of i mean i think my fantasy as a kid and i was never a huge gamer but i loved games but my fantasy as a kid was always how cool would it be to like be able to see your see your experience sheet and just like know how close you were to leveling up and being able to put like another attribute point somewhere or being able to direct your attribute points and i was always like that would be the coolest world ever to live in and yeah. um that that's the type of books that those are by the way and there's tons of them now i mean they're extremely popular niche now and these these artists or these authors i mean they'll put out books they'll put out multiple books a year so at least you can stay active on on them so yeah i got a lot of wrecks though on that i probably have at least 150 lit rpg books so but it's a, it's a lot of fun.
1: Send me some, man. Like, uh, yeah, send me like a list on Messenger. Yeah, I will. You start on Ender and we will reconvene in a year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm the same way. I have about an hour commute right now to work every single day. So I bust through stuff right now. I'm actually off of Audible right now, though, and listening to this uh, podcast. That's a and d podcast called uh, Not Another D&D Podcast. And they have <laughs> about name. 200 and 212 212 episodes and i'm only like on episode (laughs) i'm only like on i'm on their second camp kind of their they have some interim campaigns between their first and second campaign and so i'm technically on one of their interim campaigns but their first campaign was 100 episodes long it's basically a bunch of like writers from college humor uh they worked all together at college humor it's this guy named uh jake from jake and amir that they had a big skit at College Humor. It's Emily Axford and um, Caldwell Tanner, who's like a artist for Disney. So they just and they do an amazing job at building the story out. And so I'm kind of making my way through that because it's a lot of fun to follow their adventure. And then they have a, they have a Patreon as well that they offer this thing called the short rest, which is a mechanic in D and D and they offer the short rest, which is a small podcast kind of after their episode where they, where they kind of go over all the fun stuff that happened in it. That's been fun, but that's been consuming like all of my time. Cause I think that the first hundred episodes, like their first, their first campaign was a hundred episodes and it was every bit of 190 hours. Good Lord. So it was, a, yeah, it's a long time, but, um. I will. I'll start an inner's game pretty much after that. After sure. I get done with this. But, uh, all right, dude. Hey, thanks so much for coming on, man. Um, thanks for sharing everything with the Patreon here. Uh, sorry I kept you out in the dark now. so late. But uh, I had a lot of fun. And it's always fun, uh, I think, when people get to know like you a little bit more. And, uh, I, yeah, I had a lot of fun on this. You had the hype. So, I hope everybody at home did. Thanks again for, for joining.
1: Thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. i down to do this anytime
0: cool man yeah i'll definitely have to have everybody that i've already you know on at least on on the you had the height portion again i'm just you know a short catch up at least at the very least because a lot of people want to be interviewed for the trick for trick talk so that's cool mm-hmm. at least but uh
1: Dude, you're like hansel man it's so hot right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> at hansel so hot <laughs> I've been enjoying it and uh, got a lot of cool people lined up. Got like a, geez, I do. I got a lot of cool people lined up, man. Dude, thanks. Uh, I'll actually keep my word this time. And when I say that I'll let you go, I will actually let you go. Thanks everybody for listening to You Had the height with Kindle. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for your support on the Patreon, everybody. And.